Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you don't mind hitting the like and subscribe button, we have two new episodes coming out every week. Now let's get into it. Today's episode is sponsored by one of my favorite rap labels, Front Row Regal. Started by my good friend Rock City Mark, legendary rapper Ito, and Jay Rios, they are the go-to for real hip-hop. Make sure to check out the whole team, including DJ Duop, Jay Black, Nice to Future, Boo Boo the Prince, Reno RX, and Uop Diggs. Follow Front Row Regal on all platforms and check out the new New York by Ito and DJ Duop out now. Yeah, yeah. Well, the reason I'll start like this. The reason I do it like this is because I did go to film school and that shit was so pretentious. And so everything had to be perfect for the no reason that like, that's why I set it up like this. Like I literally took classes in how to set up interviews, not how to give interviews, how to set up interviews. I don't give a fuck about that shit. <laughs> Shout out squints. Squints. <laughs> no, you know, I um so the thing I was talking about was here at the at this place is called Garden Ship. So um annually they have this thing called In Seven. And uh, it's a filmmaker's workshop. So you get seven days to use this whole area, the warehouse, just this whole industrial track to make a film, and at the end they uh at the seventh day they do a screening outside in, in the parking lot drive in they show everything so you know we just finished it last week so it was just like just so many like film oriented minded people you know but you didn't go to art school no so you understand where i'm coming from where it's like percent. fuck the you know fuck the system that creates people who are cookie cutter when you can create something unique yo bad I got into fucking art shit left field. I had I was studying political science in college. I was a public administration major. Like the shit I'm doing now has nothing to do with what the fuck I went to school for. And even the gallery that I worked at in LA, though it was like it was a dope gallery. He he would he went to film school. My boy Solomon, Solomon Solomon Ayana, yeah. He was he was a, a Cal Arts. And then where I was at is the LACC. They got a film program bigger than the Steven Spielberg program. It's crazy. Like, so I was always around them niggas. Like, and you got some people like us. Like, just, we just want to make shit, shit look dope. But when you get around that pretentious shit, that shit is a whole nother pretentious. I, yeah. Like, like, bro, it's, it's, it's not real. Like, you're, it's, ma- you're making things up. It sucks how people create barriers of entry into art, no matter what it is. Like, if you look at theater... Like, I wrote plays that were put on at big theaters, but the theater world is so pretentious that I would never even want to consider myself part of it because the barrier of entry is so high. Or jazz music, you know? Like, jazz music's fire, but y'all are pretentious motherfuckers. Yo, like, like for samples, I've been listening to uh, Alice Coltrane. You feel me? You would not consider her shit jazz. You would think it's, she's a jazz artist. That's what she is. You know what I mean? At least to me. Yeah. But that shit is some, uh, even me, I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, but you know, I mean, there is, see, but this is the backside to this, right? 
though we don't like the pretentious attitude, the aura of what we're saying, you know, uh, bourgeois, boulet, snobby, upper class, whatever, hasidity, right? But that part of that, let's just say industry, for lack of better words, <coughs> allows us to obtain a certain price point for our art. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? And they know that shit. That's why they'll never let up on that behavior. For real, for real. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give you a perfect example. Bong. I had a British dude that I was rocking with. Uh, his name's the Englishman. Right? I mean, that's Fitting our, name. Bro. <laughs> British dude is called the, the Englishman. Englishman. You know what I mean? <laughs> and this nigga was just, he was just, he was just mad snobby, bro. You feel me? And he tried to, I don't know if you know what boule is, but he was like, he's like, boy, you seen boule. So boule is like a um, fraternal group of like upper scale black people, you know, the holier than thou's of blacks, you know what I mean? Right, or so-called blacks. And um, so it, in just social, you know, exchange, calling somebody black boule is like say, yo, you know, like you're kind of uppity, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he claimed that's why he didn't mind being around me. And I'm like, I didn't ask you to hang out with me, nigga. But we were selling art. You feel me? And when he would get like, this is why I'm a victim to understanding this. When he would get like, not like that, I'd be like, yo, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, yo, you be too cool and chilling. We ain't going to be able to say these numbers, nigga. Where's, where's the Englishman at, bro? I need the Englishman. I don't need the real you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So later, years later, when I actually was doing my own art, going to gallery shows, doing my own thing, I, you know, say so I reference that in my mind sometimes when I'm around those people. Like, okay, okay, we not alike. I don't vibe like that. I'm actually annoyed by it. But thank you. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Thank you. I appreciate that, you know? Not that this is the same thing, but don't you think that people might have like a what they think you're going to be like and then who you are, like the artist you are versus who you are as a person? Or bro. is that, there's no line difference between that? Bro, that's the vein of my life, bro. You feel me? Like, my name is Boris. You know what I mean? Boris Bernard, right? Yo, man, I crack up on the people that have had my art in their home or like was helping me sell something or pitching a project and they're talking about me. There's no no inclination that I'm a black dude. No given thought that I'm like totally like wild as fuck. You know what I mean? And so to like over the years like have to deal with that one version of yes, I definitely experience like me the person is different than me the artist. Yeah. But are there people all right, let me put it to you this way. Are there people who knew you as political science Boris? Mm-hmm. And then see you as artist mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm, and they're mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Who, what happened mm-hmm, to this guy? Yo, shout outs to my man D the Band. I used to work at this record store called Willie's Record CDs and Tapes in the DMV, right? Before it was DMV. And Bam was in a group called Ill Biscuits. It was signed to Koch. Him and my boy Clef Dollar. This is 804 legendary shit. Feel me? Mm-hmm. And so, Bam, I worked at the same record store. You know, I used to hang out with him, I used to sell his mixtape, underground tax, all that shit, right? And uh, he took me to my first art show in Richmond. And then, you know, I went to college. You know, he studied poli-sci too, you know? And uh, so he saw me get all into that. We, years passed, I moved to LA. 
you know, social media hits off. He's like, what? He's seeing the art. Like, he's like, I knew you did art, but you was more into the politics shit. Like, yeah. like what? Like, this is wild. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then even in L.A., there's a girl named Midori Tanaka, right? I think that's how you say her last name. She was one of the people at the gallery I was at. And uh, we did some event, and then she pulled me to the side. She was like, yo, Boris, you like the art politician. You know what I mean? She was like, yo, you all, because I was, like, involved in local politics in L.A. You know what I mean? East Hollywood, you know, CD13, like, the whole thing, you know? Uh, scope, like, um, there's this one political organization in L.A. that is the email blaster for, like, the Mexicans and the Latinos. And I was in this thread, bro. If you want to know, when niggas is watching the news and they see these niggas protesting, bro, there's an email catalog, my nigga, that spreads fast. They be, they be organized two days, 20,000 people. People who, like, got in that generation, they believe in that so much. Like, there's too much technology now that kids don't believe technology. Mm. You know, but there's that perfect sweet area of age that people believe right. in technology and use what they knew. Yo, they organize quick. I've seen them rally 10,000 people in a day. What? On Facebook. Right. No TikTok. <laughs> Yo. So I was involved in that crowd, but I was also at the gallery. And I was running around with the street artists. So we did this event and um, 24-hour art carnival. And uh, Medora was like, yo, you know, it was like they were having an intervention with me. Yo, like, you, Boris, I want you to understand, you know, you like the art politician. I'm like, huh? you're doing the local politics. But, like, you had submerged. Like, you know, we in Hollywood, like, it's a big space. Solomon's very active and recognized, you know what I mean? The network is, I didn't realize I was in, like, like a pretty, like, um, solidly successful crowd of art people. I was new to L.A., you feel me? Yeah. But I was already into the local politics, you know what I mean? So there is a substantial amount of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people, the people I'm around right now, no, nah, they don't know that about me. Most of them know me as just street art boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Thousand knows. Like, I didn't know what. That's how I was with the podcast. I just listened to these dudes, and then I started being like, I need to talk to the people I like. And then they just fucking, I was like, damn, this is a, a I didn't realize how popular these guys were. Yo, man. People, I think, like, by the time they are, like, have presence on social media, they're, like, in their, like, third life, fourth life. They've had two whole other lives that, that whatever creative person lived that you'll never even know. You just know, like, that one, you know? When did your life take that turn? Um, okay. It's... There's one that I like, but by the time that happened, what you're asking me had actually happened first. Yeah. There's the version that is like, like it was like an amazing moment for me, you know what I mean? But then there's like the very real one that like, I was like, oh, this shit is different now. So um, a bunch, I had already done a bunch of shit. And um, uh, Perry Dash, he was at Lions Wire Gallery. And uh, he came and bought some pieces from this thing that they call Pop Shit. This is when everything changed, real talk, to, for what's going on right now. Um, 
he bought some pieces. He invited me to the gallery. They were interested in doing something. I ended up doing this installation in their little, they had like a gift shop area, a small little area. Shout yeah. out Chase Fetty, just pulled up. Yes, sir. And um, he said, okay, you do the wall. You know, like, like how I did this, right? And I'm just, just now first taking it serious. And uh, I put it up. A whole bunch of shit happened before that, but I put it up at the opening, at the opening for the, um, for the artist, Derek. Uh, he did like these weird sculptures. I was an acid. I was tripping. I was batshit tripping. He makes these sculptures that are like out of like trash and shit, but they look like people. Yo, bro, I'm in there tripping. The sculptures are like walking around, slapping people, kissing people and shit. <laughs> yo, I was, yo, I was freaking out. And so I went over into the corner where the installation is, where the little gift shop thing. I was like, yo. I was so scared someone was going to come and touch me. <laughs> the trash. Well, everyone yeah. else is like, what the yeah, fuck yeah, is yeah, this yeah. dude? <laughs> Yo, because it was in Chelsea, and I was yeah. like, okay, this is Chelsea. This is what we're talking about. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't vibe with this stuff. Yeah. So let me just, you know what I mean, zoot out real quick. So at least I'll enjoy it. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's some real shit about tripping when you're like, you are enjoying the trip so much, and even when it's a good trip, not even a bad trip, you don't realize how much you actually look like you're tripping to the people around you. Yo, so, like, this old man walks up, starts talking to me. He's, like, in a suit and shit, and I say, yo, I'm like, yo, you, you real dapper, you know, da 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 He said, let's take a picture. I said, all right, cool. Yo, and it was like, bah, bah, bah. man, people took pictures. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then Perry comes, take the picture together, me him, and the guy. So that guy turned out to be the dude who um, created Art Forum magazine. And so he said, who did this? He was like, oh, yeah. He was like, yo, yeah. this guy, this is like old school New York shit. You'll give him a show. And that dude, from that point, everything changed. Yeah. That was the moment. That was the moment. There's another moment that feels more like it was under my control. That was something where Perry, our mutual friend is A. Rashid. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. So, A, wow. Wow. Way far back point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, bro. Yo, that shit's crazy, yo. So, um... You know, I didn't really, I didn't art for him. What the fuck? He's like, y'all want this information? You need, you need to let him do a show. So Perry wanted that. Okay, do the installation first. I didn't have the show yet. You know what I mean? And then this guy, no, that, that, yeah, you need to do that. What? I still didn't understand why it happened. Yeah, the show was like, whatever, the show happened. <laughs> uh... And that's how I get the face, right? Show happens, the girl from um, Muscat. You wear glasses. Yeah. You're Muscat. Uh-huh. Those are Muscats. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So a girl at that, that came to the art show, she, oh, we want to do something with you. Da, 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 da. We did the project. Muscat gave me the glasses. 
finish the project with the glasses up when I'm straight. Hey, I'll take the picture. All over Lower East Side. I was just trying to be funny about it. So this this happened in the swing of the Chelsea thing, which is the guy, he'll give him a show. Yeah. And then it just I'll figure your vibe. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, yo, let's take a picture together. You seem like a nice guy. Oh, you're tripping, Seth. Stupid tripping. Ridiculously man. <laughs> yo. Uh, Do you think about what your life would be like if you that night went different? I thought about it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. It would it would have what happened would have still occurred minus the the references. I still would have got hyper in the streets regardless. I was already doing stuff. I was in Jersey most of the time. I really wasn't coming in. I had no reason to go to New York. I was rocking in Jersey. I got a collective here. You know, we got two gallery spaces. Well, event gallery type spaces to rock out of. We rocking. Yeah. Yeah, I had a whole Jersey thing that I was like bopping with. What's the proper name of your art form? Uh, I say I'm a Dadaist. Yeah, the Dada style. I'm Dada. My shit's Dada. Would you give a description of that? So in like the, um, so Dadaism is, you know how niggas say, oh, the price is the price. Or that's art because I say it's art, right? That shit, that's Dada. It's the art that's a, it's a formless art. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You just do. You know what I mean? And so a lot of what they did, because these niggas is poor, they was cutting out shit. You know how, like, the ransom notes where you cut out the letters in the newspaper? Yeah, that's, like in an old-timey movie. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Dada. Yeah. Just taking, cutting shit out and, like, collaging it to make stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they were doing, like, short films. Like, Boomerang, the Boomerang effect, like, we guess mm-hmm. that's a Dada-style filmmaking. Yeah, they were looping, you know what I mean? Because they, they only had so much. Like the horses running. For example. And um, so, but it's, yeah, it's a lot of print media. So, you know, you can say wheat paste, street art. Mm-hmm. But like as an art form, yeah, Dada. I was wondering why. Like why going out in the streets and wheat pasting, doing that is your, like, why is that your creative output? Yo, um... I had been in L.A. for a while. It was everywhere. We Pace was everywhere, bro. I'm an artsy nigga. I know how to do graphics. You know, I've been silkscreen printing, you know what I mean? But I'd never seen it used in that method. You know what I'm saying? And as a kid, I used to go tag and shit like that. So, you know, I like the idea of getting up, you know what I mean? But I'm like, damn, I print, you know, it makes sense. I'm seeing all like, oh, man, you print all mad posters. You go fucking put them up. What? Paper's cheap. What? No wonder this shit everywhere. Like, it all... Yeah. It all clicked. I was like, oh, I'm about to start doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you feel like you found it, or do you feel like that was the art form given to you? I think it was given to me. Yeah, yeah. Me going to L.A. allowed it to be given to me. It was there waiting for me to see, though I didn't know it was there. Is yeah. that where you met A.A.? Out in L.A.? Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out A.A. Rashid. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's the, yo. <laughs> We got some, like, A-likes, and um, he used to tell me about them. And uh, I was helping run the store called a local tourist spot on 5th and Main downtown. And, uh, 
Yeah, the LAT. Shit was fire. And um, he he saw me do some shit. He seen me do some shit. You know what I mean? You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And so I'm pretty reckless, though. And I know he's always, like, trying to give, like, give me good guidance on that. You know what I mean? I'm just hard-headed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that nigga Ben told me, like, the move. You know what I mean? He Ben gave me my jewel. I just, I'm just being lazy on it. Facts. What's your jewel? I mean, it's just, it's to be done. You know what I mean? And um, I like the fact that he, how would you say this? He just made me pay more attention to things that I knew I needed to tend to. Like I said, but I was being lazy about it. You know, he, he, he's, he's wise enough that I, I acknowledge if he called, if he was to call me out on those things, I would acknowledge it because he's that wise. You know what I mean? Most other people around me ain't even, you don't have that kind of credential to like speak to me that way. Or like feel like you need to tell me that. Where did you meet him? Um, so we got this homie. Ming Dynasty, yeah, Ming Dynasty, yeah, that was that was what he wanted to call his project. Uh, this is the homie that we, me and him got, and um, he was like, "Yo, you gotta meet the guy." You know what I mean? Y'all niggas is like, you just like way more nerdy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He like, you know, like I'm telling you, fuck with this nigga. I'm trying to tell you, da, da, da. and uh, I think he introduced me to him downtown. I think we were downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Um, yeah, that's just like a, um, that's an environment where it was kind of like the people that were around each other definitely had a reason to be around each other. Niggas wasn't really just hanging out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It looked like that, though. I think it's funny because when we first met, you said something in our uh, Thousand Words interview at Harvard where you were like, all of us have like a connection to A.A. Rashid. In a different way, we all have a story about him. So that's why I bring that importance to it, is because I do think that story is important. I mean, like, you know what? I. We talked about that and we talked about DMT. Those are the two things we yo, talked man, about. Yo, man. And, and, and A is that kind of nigga, bro. Like, it's, it's anything. You know what I mean? You know, like, he just give you insight. You know what I mean? I hadn't been around a person like that in a, in a long time, so. Crazy story about how I met him was at the Buffalo Kids Grand Opening in Buffalo. And I was a uh, big fan of him. And I was excited to meet him because I had the podcast. And I just wanted to meet him because I enjoyed his talks. And I'm standing there and someone comes up to me and is like, yo, your hoodie's fire. Can I take a picture of your hoodie? And I turn around and it's AA. Mm. And I was like, you want a picture of my hoodie? Like, I want a picture of you, motherfucker. Right, right, right. And, like, ever since then, we just, it's just that funny, uh, I don't know, the, the serendipity, serendipity in yo, life is Yo, fun. yo, 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 yo. I met up with this nigga one day from the walk to the crib to the printing facility. He made a book. From a walk from his house to the facility, that fucked me up. I was like, "What?" Yeah, he took a walk. He made a book. You can't. You really can't. You can push your productivity level up, like you can work it out. But 
different people just work differently. Yeah, definitely. Like, I push myself to work really hard, and I see other people who I know work harder, and I'm like, how are they like that? They're like that. I can, of course, be better, but it is some people are just born with the mind to create. Hey, okay, so watch, let me ask you this. So if you wasn't doing podcasting, what would you, what would you be doing instead? Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Infuse Productions. Anyone who likes good weed, good music, and good people needs to check out Infused Productions. And make sure to come to one of their upcoming shows, always featuring your favorite cannabis vendors and growers. Also, don't forget to come join the Grumpy Cup in Greenfield, Mass., July 8th and 9th. For a comedy show, cannabis competition, barbecue competition, and exotic car show. Make sure to hit up Infuse Productions on IG, Facebook, or go to infuseproductions.com. That's I-N-F-U-Z-E-D productions.com. Or if you want to check out The Grumpy Cup, go to thegrumpycup.com. Let's get back into it. Do you, do you want the long answer or the short answer? Whatever makes more sense to you. All right, I'll give you somewhat of a long answer. I'm a comedian through and through. But I was a comedian who... You know when you're, you know you're good at something, maybe you don't even want to work hard at it. Because when you're not good at something, you want to get better. And I was a comedian, I was like, I know I'm a comedian, so I'm going to kind of half-ass it. <laughs> okay. And then the pandemic hit. And uh, I lost that. And I lost a lot of other things. It was just a bad time in my life. And I realized, like, fuck, after a DMT trip, I, won't, I don't even like to talk about that being the origin. But for real, what came back to me is, like, you, you got to do to do. Like, if you want to do something, you just got to do it no matter what. And that's when I started this podcast to talk to people about how they do. How they do it. That's all I care about is how people do it. Because I, no one believes my origin story, you know? So let me, let me show others origin stories so people can realize that they can just one day wake up and pick up what they're doing and do it. Like, so this is a long, let me go back. Right, to right, the, right, let right, me go right. back to the point. And so that is what I realized from this podcast. And from this podcast, it also showed me that comedy is what I was meant to do, but I had to actually learn to hustle. So if you weren't doing this podcast, what would you be doing? I'd be doing comedy. And if I wasn't doing comedy, I'd be doing this podcast, but the two have to go hand in hand. The two have to go hand in hand for my life to work. Because as much as I love comedy, I love music and I love art, but I'm not a musician and I'm not an artist I'm a comedian so if I can honor that in the way it deserves and also do the thing I want to do so you you really is like yo I know my lane not, yeah, yeah you stay, I know you my stay lane. in your lane why do you think I don't give a fuck that the woman's right. bathroom door's in it cause right. I know what I'm doing like right. I don't care yeah. about I got my fucking Instagram hack today and I freaked out a little bit yo that shit look like, crazy that shit look crazy <laughs> They getting I, niggas. They, were they are fucking, getting they niggas. Were fucking, 
Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so funny because I'll always be like, Grandma, don't click links. Mm-hmm. Like, don't. I click the link, motherfucker. Like, I click that link. I fucked up. Right, 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 right. Man, this weed is fucking. You ever do DMT? Not yet, no. Do you know when I mentioned DMT, you mentioned narcolepsy? Yeah. And you said you wanted to talk about the correlation between the two. So, like, so I've been narcoleptic since 1988. Right? Doesn't even matter what age that is. It's like, it's been that long. 1988. You know what I mean? Uh, Like, the Berlin Wall hadn't even come down yet. (laughs) You feel me? Cold War era shit. You know what I mean? Right? So... Um, when I were you lo- like a teenager? Were nah, you? I was a kid. I was a kid. You were a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I learned about DMT, right? You see the same thing with LSD, right? I'm hearing as like as I come into being a teenager, I'm hearing about like how this affects people. These drugs, right? And I'm like, yo, that's like the narcolepsy shit. You know what I mean? Like where you see shit, you hear shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's an experience, you, your body feels it and shit. And the, you know, that's like, I'm not going to see it, but I used to be asleep, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, so when I did, when I first did LSD, yeah, I was, oh yeah, this, when I, oh yeah, it's like narcolepsy, you know what I mean? It's just longer, you know what I mean? And way more hyper How many hours do you have to be up to start hallucinating? Um, somewhere between like four or six. Only? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm ignorant to the fact of what narcolepsy actually is. So, like, I'll nerd out on that shit, yeah? So, like, in layman terms, the synapses in your brain, right? It's like, a fre- it's like an electric, it's like a frequency, right? Mm-hmm. So, there's some part in the brain that's causing the synapses to be weak. So, if I'm not hyperstimulated... The signal doesn't go, and I go into paralysis. That's the layman term way to explain it. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? So, even like talking, and you know, I have to like be, I have to fidget, I have to. If I'm idle, it's like my shit shuts off. Like it's, a shark. Yo, it's crazy, and you be, yo, like when the movie Avatar came out, I was like, yo, that's what it's like. In cinema, I was like. That's what it's... I know what that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, nah, they're making it like some um, imaginary like shit for cinema. I'm like, nah, nigga, like, that shit's real. You could, you as a human could do that. You know what I mean? Do you just... Is it genetic? Is it... How did you realize you had it? Um, well, you it just... You have what they call onset. So, like, you start having, like, the paralysis moments. You know what I mean? Wow. They call them sleep attacks. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. sitting still. You know what I mean? And it's because that's the condition. You know what I mean? The snaps. But I don't understand that that's going on. So it's like, why am I so tired? Go to the doctor. Oh, he's narcoleptic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you ever seen the movie Limitless? Uh-huh. So that drug that he takes, right? That's, I remember when they had that as an experimental drug. You feel me? Like, when they show him, like, Walk down the hallway and the lights are bright. That modafinil, that drug, has that effect on you. Like, I'm narcoleptic. It's a stimulant. It gets my synapses going. I'm regular awake. But the side effects are, yo, my memory's like super laser. Like in the movie, how he saw the book and then he's like, 
It yeah. is, that's what it's like. It's really like that. Do you think that's what pushes you to do the art outside and the, the yeah, pushing it's a your stimulation. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a stimulator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, like yeah, painting yeah. Uh, inside isn't going to give you enough, no, enough stimulation. No, the whole like making the screens, printing all the shit, mixing the ink, washing it out. It's activity. Yeah, that's yeah. what pushed. You. So the, I now understand when yeah. you're like art. It found me. Like yeah, it found me. It yeah. literally did. Uh, yeah. Like I didn't know that none of that all. Came in with that. No, I didn't know that. It just kind of like was in there in my life. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And then somehow, now I make money from it. It's crazy. I'm like, yo, it's just like. That's harder than getting the, doing the, creating the art. It's creating the business around yo, the art. Yo, man. How do you become. What was, all right. Yeah. Let's talk about that. How do you become a professional artist? I mean. For me, you know, I don't think you exactly have to, like, uh, sell your work. They say, if, you know, after you sell your first piece, you're officially an artist or whatever. Um, I think if people want your artwork, then you're a professional artist. If you're not making any art and people approach you to make things for them, you're a professional artist. And you could never sell. You know what I'm saying? You could be having a whole other life doing something else, but you know how to make art and people want it from you. Because people look at that shit as like professional work. That's why they want it. Yeah. yeah. It's you, what we were talking about before. The, the Like the, you can make something and try to sell it. That doesn't mean like you're an artist. Does that make sense? It does. You know what I mean? It's not about the output. It's about the, the reception. Yeah. You made that, and I mean, who really buys that? But people are want things from this person, mm-hmm. so like that person is like the that's that's like. I'll a, put it in a nicer way. If you have one fan, you're an artist. Low key, low key. That's when I mean? you become an artist. Yeah, when you low get key. a fan. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody that wants what you make, they yeah. come to you and they want it. Yeah, that you an artist then. Yeah, for sure. Everyone creates for themselves. Man, bro. When did that happen for you? Um, Acid trip or was that wasn't the first time? Yo, man. Yo. I used to be in this one warehouse, bro. Yo, man, we used to trip so hard in there. Oh, my God, yo. That shit was wild. And I used to make hella big-ass pieces, too. Super, like, shit looked way bugged. There's a lady that bought, they used to buy pieces from me. And she said, I can tell... When you've been tripping, when it's like you've just been smoking, when you're like sober, regular, she's like, I know the difference in your art pieces. Was she accurate or was it like she's extremely she accurate? Like, I can guess your sign. And yeah, then she was extremely accurate. She's like, yo, when you be tripping, you do the piece like this. I was like, oh shit, I do Things that. You shit. don't even realize. I don't even realize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she always wants to ask it once. Yeah, that shit's bugged out. Yo, that shit's wild. Yo, people like. Want your art. It's, it fucks me up. It feels weird to me when people say they like my podcast because this is like a journal to me. Like, I get really high and I get really, not even personal, but I just feel, Ooh. like, open. And when people are like, I listen to that, it's kind of like, it's weird to me. I mean, you know what? It's context and it's perspective. And I think, like, it's a lot of shit that's 
don't have no perspective. You feel me? It's just people talking shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I guess that's cool or whatever. But if there's too much of that, you know, it's good to hear things from a different perspective. Like, I don't like none of that Fox News shit and all the other shit. You know what I mean? But yeah. I watch Al Jazeera. I watch all that shit, even some of the right wing shit. What these niggas talking about? You know what I mean? So you just got a different perspective on things. People would just be into the, the way that they like to see things. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. There's this thing like you think when you get older, you have to like shrink your world to mm. keep the little nest egg that you have, whatever that is. But I feel like the people who are successful are the, the older they get, the more they expand their world. Yeah, man. It's, yo, it's, it's economic, artistic, entrepreneurial movements going on all over the world at every minute, you know? Yeah, the more open you are. Yo, man, there's some sh whole shit in Japan going on that's crazy. What's going on in Japan? You know, like, even in, in the Swiss, like, the way they do their festivals, bro, you know what I mean? Like, Burning Man is cool, you know what I mean? But it's like more bigger, organized scale. Shit's like Burning Man. You know what I mean? Well, like, what's going on in Japan? You know, let's just say like the way we do festivals here and the way they do them over there, apparently, you know, it's just like a different kind what, of thing. What about festivals? I mean, you know, I think like what we deem acceptable at a festival and... What other people allow, you know. What are we deemed acceptable yeah. at festivals? I'm high as shit, yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you hear me? I'm high in the motherfucker. I'm high in the motherfucker right now. I lost all train of thought. <laughs> no like, you was talking? No yo, you was talking? But it was like, oh, I uh, that shit was crazy. Did you dude. dust that blunt? Yo. <laughs> it was just like. <laughs> Shout out squints. <laughs> Shout out. I don't know if this is a good a good ad for them or not. Man. Man. I was... You were at one of those Japanese festivals. You're right there. You were in Japan. You were. You feel me? Like, like some other shit happened just right now. You know what I mean? Thank you. Oh, man. I want to make a weird parallel about the people want art and then you, you sometimes you have to make money other ways. Mm -hmm. You watch the Mario movie? Mm -hmm. The new Mario movie. No, I haven't seen it. The new, anyone here seen that new Mario movie? He like, he saves the universe. He saves the Mario. Mario saves the fucking universe. The fucking universe. The universe. And then at the end of the movie, <laughs> he has to go back to his being a plumber, nine to five job in New York City. Wow. Like, that shit's crazy. Mario. I think that's a weird thing to push on kids. I mean... But it's, that's the art. Like, hey. it's easy to create. It's hard to make a business from it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you give in to some things. You do. Like, you know what, yo? Like, the Ninja Turtles movie... Ninja Turtles was popping when I was a kid. And they made the movie, right? But in the movie... They was mad advertising Domino's. Domino's Pizza. Because the Ninja Turtles eat pizza. Yo, they like put that branding in it. That means Domino's broke bread, bro. And, and we were the recipient of their aesthetic being forced on us through the art that we like. And that's when I learned what marketing was. Are you angry at that? Uh, 
as a kid, I was actually because I peeped game. I was like, man, these niggas like, man, I want to just see the movie like fucking dominoes. Like, fuck, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, oh. I figured it out. Yeah, when I was a kid. When I started this podcast, I was like, I'm only gonna make money from sponsorships. I'm right. only gonna make money from sponsorships. I'm not gonna accept money for podcasts. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, that's like selling my soul. When I do that, that's selling my soul. And then I was like, damn, am I going to have to start working at, like, Amazon or some shit to, like, fund my fucking podcast? And I'm like, damn, that's selling my soul. Like, that's what what selling my soul is. Sometimes you got to give a little marketing. Sometimes you got to make money from that shit. Because when you're working for that, when you have to make money from someone else being your boss, that's the real selling your soul. I mean, I mean, like... I'm going to say this. It's good to be a merchant. You feel me? Right? So some short-term investment is really a long-term flip. Some is just a quick flip. You know what I mean? Most people on guard about quick flip. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people who be looking for the long-term flip. You know? So it makes sense why people like clash like that. But like... If you can get yours up one because of just what you do and somebody want to buy into that, I mean, you're just being a merchant. If someone is buying you to make you do something, yeah, like, fuck that. But, like, people really just do be wanting to buy into some shit, you know what I mean? To say they are part of something, you know? Because it's like they not going to do the work. You do the work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the equipment is out there for everybody to use. What they say, everybody got the same 24 hours, blah, 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 right? You know? So what you got, you get busy with, you know? I mean, you doing the work. Like, them niggas not doing it, and they enjoying what you producing. How do you think you pay me, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) What? How do you think you can get someone to jumpstart that? If someone's not doing the work, how do they do the work? I mean... Hey, yo, I, I got this shit when I teach people silkscreen printing, right? I do, like, workshops and shit, right? And I tell people, yo, don't be sissy hands. You know what I mean? Don't be sissy hands. You know what I mean? Everybody else doing it ain't no fucking sissy hand. You know what I mean? You're you, you not going to get past everybody that's not no sissy hand. So don't do no sissy hand shit. Don't be weak when you're pressing your shit. Like, print your shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh... That's how I divide who I, like, fuck with. You know what I mean? So people who, like, don't have that go-getter thing, yeah, they just need to be around people that are like that. Maybe it'll rub off on them, you know? Like, if you ain't if you ain't like that, you just ain't like that. You know what I mean? It's sad. Like, niggas be trying to, like, sugarcoat that shit. You feel me? It's fucked up. I'm older now. When I was younger, I wouldn't say no shit like that. Yeah. Now I'm older now? Yeah, like, nah. It's definitely split. It's niggas who do shit and niggas who don't, bro. Yeah. A buck. We were talking before <laughs> you feel the podcast. Po- we were talking before the podcast yeah. about being bigger. About like a bigger. I'm a bigger dude. Yeah. And like I know when I was at my thinnest, I know I just did it. And I know tomorrow if I want to wake up and go to the gym, like I fucking need to just do it. But I'm not gonna do it if I don't really want to. And that's a tough realization to come to in anything. That if you don't wake up and choose to do it, then it's not happening. You don't. It doesn't matter how much you. Hey, want yo, I got a something. question, yo. I got a question, yo. What you think about the Knack album, yo? 
We were talking too much about uh, S. S- uh, what did you think about it? Yeah? Of course, I love the Knack album. That shit was incredible. That shit was amazing, yo. That really was. That, what made, what made you What made up. you think of that right at that moment? You know what? Because and I'm gonna say that, yo, I'm gonna say this, yo. A told me right before the Fly God thing came out. He told me he's like, yo, you check this shit out. I'm telling you, he's like, yo, this is the next shit. This is right before Fly God came out. He told me. He told me about it. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I blew it off. I moved back to LA. And I played it. I'm like, what? Then I started seeing the artwork. And so it's like, I was alerted, yo, this thing's about to come. I was alerted that it was about to happen. Facts. This is what I'm saying about me being hard-headed. So you're doing that for the Knack album. Is that what you're saying? I guess I'm making up for it with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's some weird way, right? Because it's the same thing. But I'm seeing like, oh, this is another loop that's about to start. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's a dope album, but nah, that's the that is the check that sound is the checkpoint of another loop that's about to happen. Because one one sound has done like a, a, a cycle. And so Nax the sound of that album is the hybrid of that entire cycle. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really cool that he's also a Massachusetts native. To mm. someone from Massachusetts, especially someone from, he's from Lynn. Mm-hmm. I'm from Fitchburg. Very different. But. Yo, what is this mansion place, bro? The mini mansion? Yeah. I, it's yo, a state yo, of mind. Yo, yo, niggas hey, talk about like that. Like, listen to the bucked up Does the Oracle live there, my nigga? Like, like. Al Davino, if you want to know, because I asked him that question. Yeah? Yeah. I'm so high, bro. Do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, man. All right. Do you want to get, where can people find your shit? Fuck them. <laughs> Peace out, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah